Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host, personal trainer and nap connoisseur, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Making Fitness Funner podcast. Last week, we discussed how hard do you really have to exercise to make it worth it? Do you have to really get tired and sweaty and absolutely worn out? Or is just a good brisk walk okay? And we found out that both are wonderful. It just depends on what you're wanting to accomplish with that exercise session. Today, we're going to talk about something that just about everybody loves it and just about everybody doesn't get enough of it. It's sleep. This week, I'm just going to give an overview of how much sleep do you actually need, why you need that much sleep, maybe some ideas of how to get that much sleep, some some of the things that happen if you don't get enough sleep. In the next week or two, depending on how long it takes, I'm going to go over the negative effects physically and mentally and emotionally of not getting sufficient sleep. Sleep is vitally important for your health, but it's one of the things that just really gets slighted. I mean, everybody knows you need to eat more fruits and vegetables. So somebody comes in, you know, they're bragging, I just had a salad for lunch. That's all I had. And, you know, so I went to the gym for two hours last week and I ran whatever. And you you brag about the exercise. You brag about your diet. You'll brag about going to a yoga class because you've improved your range of motion. But you'll also brag about how little sleep you got. I I pulled an all-nighter to get the Johnson report done. I I did this. I I got so little sleep. I haven't slept more than four hours in the past 10 years. It's like it's a badge of honor that we don't sleep. Yet sleep is considered vital for our health. Matter of fact, it seems like if you tell somebody, hey, I get eight hours of sleep every night. They kind of look down on you like you're some kind of a sloth or something. Let me work on giving you some reasons to actually be proud of sleeping. And if you're not sleeping enough to find a way to start getting in your sleep. From the beginning of human existence until about 60 years ago, we woke up when the sun came up and we went to bed shortly after the sun went down because there wasn't anything else to do. I mean, even if we had electric lights, uh, it still, there wasn't that much you could do, so you'd get tired, you'd go to bed. Then came all of the entertainment in our homes. We've got computers, we've got TVs, we've got cell phones. We're constantly connected, and there's always something that needs to be done. You've got that one more email you need to answer. You've got to work on finishing up that file. We catch up on Facebook. You've got that new series on whatever streaming service that you use that you've really got to binge watch and you've got to catch up on it. So we stay up later and later and later and we get up earlier and we think that this is going to help us to win the rat race. Unfortunately, if you win the rat race, you're still a rat. So what we've got to look at is from the beginning of time, our bodies develop the need for eight hours of sleep a night. And we used to get about eight hours of sleep a night. Now, the CDC says that one-third of us don't get seven hours of sleep. The average American gets 6.5 hours of sleep a night. I've heard this phrase a lot, I can sleep when I'm dead. Well, I guess the good news for you is the less you sleep, the quicker you're going to get to dead. Lack of sleep is a major predictor of early death. It is a predictor of cancer, Alzheimer's, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, depression, and suicide. Sounds like a real wonderful list to be part of, you know, to be able to brag, hey, I'm working my way towards heart disease, stroke, Alzheimer's, cancer, diabetes, depression, suicide, and death. 
but instead we say, hey, I'm work. I'm only getting six hours of sleep a night. I'm really burning the midnight oil. And a lot of times we do this to make it sound like we're working harder than the next person and that we're going to accomplish more than the next person. Well, it turns out after 21 hours of being awake, you are as impaired as someone that's legally drunk. Now, I'm sure your boss is going to be real happy that you pulled an all-nighter and you're the equivalent of being intoxicated while you're at work. Study after study indicates that lack of sleep equals a lack of productivity at work. Staying up later working on that project really is harming you instead of helping you. It's been estimated that sleep-deprived workers has cost the United States 2% of its gross domestic product. Now, you know, 2%, that's not that bad. That's $411 billion that companies didn't get because their workers were too tired. They hadn't slept enough. If you've got a tough problem you're trying to solve, you need to go to sleep. Think about it while you're asleep. Sleep has three times the problem-solving ability as being awake. That's why almost every civilized culture, every language, has a phrase of sleep on it. They don't have a, a, a phrase of you need to study it, you need to keep thinking about it, you need to ponder it. It's you need to sleep on it. And the reason for that is your brain works on these problems while you are asleep. Studies have shown that people who don't get enough sleep when they go to work, they're more likely to slack off, let somebody else do the work, not take on challenging problems, um, to cheat, to steal to just not be a charismatic leading employee. And some people say, well, you know, that doesn't apply to me. I'm the number one person in my team at work. I'm really pushing it. And I would say to that, if you're able to do that with your lack of sleep, then think of what you could do if you were rested. So by really burning the midnight oil and staying up trying to be more productive, as an employee or as a parent or as whatever, you are becoming less productive you're hurting your mood, you're costing yourself money. If you're really sleep deprived, then you're to the point of physical impairment. You know, you could be endangering people's lives as you operate machinery, as you drive. All of this is some negative things. And we haven't even started to talk about the mental and physical aspects of lack of sleep because there's not a system in the body that's not negatively impacted by a lack of sleep. So what do you do? Well, the first thing I would recommend, and I'll give some of the recommendations through this as we go. First thing I'd recommend is to start planning on getting eight hours sleep. If you don't plan on it, it's probably not going to happen. Something's going to come up. You're going to watch that next TV show. There's going to be a Facebook notification. Just whatever, something's going to come up and keep you from getting that eight-hour sleep. So you need to start setting a bedtime. And I noticed on my alarm on my phone the other day, they added a neat little feature. It was a bedtime reminder. So you can just set that feature on your phone to remind you, hey, it's time to get ready to go to bed. Now, I'm not naive. I understand several different factors here. Some people say, well, once I get to bed, I can't go to sleep. We're going to discuss in future episodes, hopefully some novel ideas that you might not have tried yet to improve your night's sleep. The next thing is some people just they don't have time to get in the eight hour sleep. Parents are often sleep deprived. You know, if you've got kids, you've got to run them here. You've got to run them there. You've got to take care of your job. You've got to do this. 
One of my friend's mothers told me when we adopted our son said, well, you know, you realize children are God's way of saying you've slept enough for one lifetime. So I understand there are lots of factors that play into the getting a good night's sleep, not just willful, you know, I'm going to stay up all night or I'm going to pull an all nighter or so if it's humanly possible if and I when I say that you've got to have your priorities but if your health is a priority if your fitness is a priority and it is possible you need to start figuring out how can I carve out just a little more time for sleep so I can be more productive next week we're going to talk about the effects of sleep on the brain and the body I hope you'll join us I hope you've enjoyed this episode if I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing Please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.